0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. All
1: Paw Paw's Pet Talk is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high-quality pet-related products. Enter the code PAWS10, P-A-W-S, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. <laughs>
2: Welcome to All Paws Pet Talk. My name is Annie Greer.
1: And I am Brian Patrick Clark.
2: Otherwise known as my co-host with the three first names and never trust a man with three first names. I said that last (laughs) week, Brian, when you couldn't join us. And
1: nobody has trusted me since.
2: Actually, I was doing the show with my husband, right? Yes, yes. And he looked at me and he said, I have three first names. He does indeed. you do not. He's
1: Dr. Kent Greer.
2: No, it, any it's one of those
1: could be Ken Allen
2: Greer and Greer is a first last name, particularly well. nowadays if you're in Hollywood and you have a child and you want to call it something. Hollywood swing like, you got it. Like an apple and an orange. Anyway, listen, I wanted to do a special show this week, Brian, and I know it's a cause that's very dear to your own heart. It is. And that is really giving tribute to people who are serving us in the military, be it the army or the navy, the coast guard. There are just so many aspects now protecting our homeland. And of course some of those aspects actually have Four legs, not just two legs. So, we really wanted to um, look into that. So, straight away, I'm actually going to go to the line and we are going to welcome Karen Watts from Pet of the Day. And you know, you know, yes, Karen. yes, right, I have spoken
1: with Karen. Hello, Karen.
2: Hello, Brian. Hello, Annie. And I'm going to fulfill my promise first to you, Karen. Oh, good. You're going to tell us about Martha Stewart. I'm going to tell you about my dear friend, Martha Stewart. I think I should probably add a disclaimer here due to the fact that uh, a certain other Martha Stewart, who is not as close in my life, might get offended. My Martha Stewart is a chicken, and uh, she spent some considerable time living in my shower. And uh, I will just briefly recap for those listeners that may not remember this. Martha Stewart Chicken was, and she is a chicken with three names now you have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Martha Stewart Chicken was actually named because she would lay her eggs and she would spend hours rearranging them to be perfectly <laughs> asymmetrical in their laying in the nest. And so I called her Martha Stewart. Well, then, unfortunately, Br'er Fox came along
3: oh.
2: and uh, nearly ended her life, mm. and uh, she couldn't walk for a long time, and she was actually living in our shower. as some Most creatures seem to end up in our shower at some point. You better be careful next time you come uh, over, I'm brother. <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to no. see you in and, the shower. Uh,
1: yes, no, I don't do well in showers <laughs> for an extended period of time. I get claustrophobic. <laughs>
2: And so after three weeks, I went to take her outside so she could rejoin her chicken family. Mm -hmm. And um, just like Martha Stewart's nearest and dearest seemed to like to do, they turned on her. Oh, delightful. uh, just tried to kill her. I mean, it was the worst thing I'd ever seen. They're on her head trying to pick her eyes out, and this obviously was not going to work. No. So then I tried to introduce her to the pigs.
1: Great, so we've gone from Br'er Fox to her <laughs> cannibalistic family to the pigs, and the who mother, you have told me eat anything. Right,
2: and so the mother pig tried to eat her oh in one gulp, God. so she ended up, actually, she now lives in this run that's next to the dock, <laughs> okay, because she is a little psychologically disturbed. And that's Wouldn't all, you be? Yes, that is a long answer, Karen, to your question, but let me tell you something. Martha Stewart Chicken is now able to walk more or less normally is eating well and has recovered from the bout of pneumonia that came after the friend attack and uh, Brer Fox attack and so on. Well,
1: think about it. You know, Karen, do you remember the film The Godfather? Mm Mm-hmm well do you, do you recall that Luca Brazzi you know Luca Brazzi, the the strong man, when he was finally taken out, the message was sent Luca sleeps with the fishes, so <laughs> mm-hmm. apparently running with the dogs is is in fact somewhat better than sleeping with the fishes i I would guess
2: <laughs> well, especially uh, if you're a chicken yes and and the pain in the neck part about it is that <laughs> every night I have to go and try and catch her and put her in a cage to lock her up for the night, because we actually discovered that the raccoons and everything else can climb the eight-foot chain-link fencing. So where is James the Duck, who also resided at one time in this particular run, just mysteriously disappeared one night without it a wasn't feather? So no, oh, it was so mysterious. Oh, God. So that's uh, the long answer to your very kind inquiry. And A lot of people have asked me, actually, Karen, how Martha Stewart Chicken was. And you can always go to www.thechimpwholoveme.com, and you will find all the blogs about what I do in my very uninteresting life. So Martha Stewart says, thank you so much for asking, Karen, because I notice people don't ask after Martha Stewart much these days, do they?
1: <laughs> they, they fear the answer.
2: <laughs> so listen, uh, Karen, I know that uh, this is also something that's very close to your heart. We are trying to uh, use the program today to really honor those Dogs um, or other animals or indeed servicemen that do help to defend these shores. So I know you have a couple of lovely stories, so would you be kind enough to share them with
3: us? Yes. Um, One of them is about a German shepherd who is banishing the night terrors. Now, her person that she's a service dog dog for is not in the military, but he was a paediatric death pediatric trauma nurse, and so he had experienced a lot of horrors dealing with small children with life-threatening injuries. He left pediatric nursing and became a chiropractor and tried to put the horrible memories behind him, but he started reliving all the horrors he once faced every time he went to sleep. He suffered from night terrors, which are not just nightmares, they're dreams and often a symptom of post traumatic stress disorder that's like so many soldiers suffer from. And it traumatized him the same way that soldiers traumatized by war are often experienced. Night terrors are pretty rare, just about 2% of adults experiencing them. But in 2007, his dreams were so bad they threatened to ruin his life. He was afraid to go to sleep. Sometimes he'd only get two or three hours of sleep at night or none. Um, and as a consequence, he got pneumonia and almost died. Did some research about service dogs and found an organization called Canine Assistance Rehabilitation Education and Services, so CARES for short. And he got Silby, who's just the prettiest German Shepherd he's ever seen. And when he's having night terrors now, Silby detects the changes in his heart rate, blood pressure, and perspiration. The woman who trained her says um, a dog's sense of smell is so sensitive. Of course, we've talked about this before. They can smell a teaspoon of vitamin C in a 1,000 gallons of water. So in training these dogs to deal with night terrors and PTSD, we're just picking up a different odor that we want for them to detect. So it's not cheap getting a service dog. You need a recommendation for a doctor, and you have to wait. And there's a cost. The program Silby came from uh, charges $2,500, but for Brian Holderman, she's worth every penny. She's now five years old and about 90 pounds. She sleeps most of the day. But at night, when she smells trouble, she'll jump on his bed and nudge him under his chin or lick his face until he wakes up. That simple act breaks the spell of an oncoming night terror and allows him to sleep peacefully. The first night he had her, she woke him four times an hour. And now he works as a chiropractor and takes her to work every day. But even when she naps, her ears never go down. So she's always on guard for him. That sounds
2: like how I sleep, though. Maybe I have this. I need to tell Kent we need a dog in the bed. (laughs) <laughs> that's going to be my next excuse. If right? I if
1: I were he, I would say, I am the dog in the bed. <laughs> that's true. But that's kind of a standard guy response.
2: So, where can you get one of these dogs? I mean, I mean, is, is there a website for these
3: people in case someone wants one? Yes, um I'm sorry, hang on.
2: Oh, now you see, I put you on the spot. I like doing that, because I'm usually the one that's totally ill-prepared. I don't
1: know that I would... (laughs) That is not to suggest, Karen, I'm apologizing for my dear friend, Annie. That is not to suggest you were even remotely (laughs) ill-prepared. So listen... I don't think she caught that.
2: Brian, I don't know that I'd want... So you woken up four times a night. Well, that's
1: what I was thinking. You know, especially is it similar to being awakened in a REM period during your sleep? Obviously, it's wonderful that it precludes the onset of the the most horrifying, most traumatic component of that terror. But mm-hmm. but wow, it's it's got a it's got to have a horrible impact on its own in its own way on one sleep cycle, huh?
3: Well, I imagine it's interrupting it before. Once you're in REM, but before you really start the the panic part,
1: when you go into the deepest the cycle, yeah. you know.
3: And if I'm, I know if I'm woken when I'm dreaming, I often can go right back to sleep and and continue the dream. Um, if I'm know, usually, awake and I'm while I'm dreaming. I feel like I've been
1: sledgehammered.
3: I'm sorry. Now, you know, you see, I'm never sure what's the
2: dream and what's real life. I'm one of these people that sleepwalk, and so one night Kent woke up and I've got my fingers like to his nose and his temple and i'm saying if you move i'm gonna kill you and he's like all right i won't move which is actually a pretty smart thing to say when you first wake up mind you if you think someone's got a gun to your head this is why we we don't have a gun in the house mm, good it's, idea. it's because i will probably kill someone i want this down as documentation just in case i can say, <laughs> sounds well. to me like
1: she's building a defense doesn't it sound that way to you karen it does, you know, and online.
3: I... <laughs> the Canine Assistance Rehabilitation and Education Services doesn't have a website, but I can give people their phone number. Well, it's 785-243-1077.
2: Do you want to give that... You give out phone numbers funny, Karen. Can you, do you want to repeat that again?
3: <laughs>
1: 785, I'm, I'm on that.
3: I'm sorry, I can't do the English accent. It is... <laughs> 785 243 1077
2: See, I'd only do that if I like you, Karen. (laughs) Just pull your leg, all right? So, listen, I know that you're going to be joining us a little later in the show, and uh, you actually have a great story um, about another German shepherd, I'm all for that, called Shiloh, and my eldest daughter has a German shepherd called Shiloh, so you picked the winner there. And uh, you'll be coming back a little later to, to tell us how Shiloh has also helped uh, someone. I believe it actually is in the Orlando area, or he's going to be coming down here. So that's pretty cool. So yeah. I thank you for this story. That's kind of interesting. Maybe that's why well, we should not, see yeah. the dogs.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not only interesting, of course, about the animal, but it just, it, it, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still given pause to reflect on what it must be like to be a pediatric trauma nurse.
2: Well, most parents get night terrors too, though, right? Well, yeah. Listen, I'm I'm not making light of it. No, no,
1: I just I was thinking that's got to be gruesome. I'm being frivolous. I wonder what the life expectancy in that line of work is.
2: Probably not that high, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Karen, uh, we'll hear from you later. In the meantime, you are listening to All Paws Pet Talk. My name is Annie Greer. I'm joined by Brian Patrick Clark. And you should remember that name from a very famous TV show called Eight Is Enough. So don't go away. We will be right back.
1: All Paws Pet Talk is brought to you by 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. 1-800-PET-MEDS is your best source for pet medications, vitamins, supplements, and pet supplies. Get great savings, fast service, and free shipping. Go to petmeds.com forward slash pause P-A-W-S, to get 10% off any order. And free shipping on orders of $39 or more at petmeds.com. Human, what planet?
0: Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a
3: show about our fabulous older dogs and cats. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And, you know, as a human population ages and lives longer, of course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So, in a way, I kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise Puppies. What do you think about that? Be sure to join us for another edition of Sassy Seniors, and remember, celebrate your senior pets
1: every week on demand only on
0: PetLifeRadio.com.
2: Let's talk pets.
1: Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio. Pet PetLifeRadio. PetLifeRadio.com. <gasps>
2: Welcome back. You are listening to All Paws Pet Talk. My name is Annie Greer.
1: And my name is Brian Patrick Clark. And, and,
2: you know, I hate actually going to commercials because <clears throat> I have to listen to the entire repertoire of every song. <laughs> Brian's ever
3: learned
1: well, to I actually song. felt kind of badly because nobody else picked up on it when, when, you know, we got the Count Me In cue and I broke into Gary Lewis and the Playboys and nobody seemed to care.
2: No, but seriously, you're like an encyclopedia of songs
1: (laughs) of obscurity no it's just (laughs) hey you know what Uh, gary lewis and his playboys appreciate the fact that i remember
2: anyway you know what i'm going to go straight to the phone line because we actually have todd langston and i think he may be able to help you (laughs) he may be able to help me help you Uh, that's exactly
1: right i'm a mutt however
2: (laughs) he is from pack life canine behavior solutions but i'm pretty (laughs) sure he can handle you too so todd are you there
0: I am. How Could are you
2: please help me control Brian? Because I tell you what, it's it's. Uh, I've done dog training myself, and it's just not the same. And I don't know what to do with Brian here.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's. You know, it's husband training, kid training. All the DVDs are coming out, all with the leashes and everything. It's all the same. You Just got to put a leash on them, right?
2: Well, I can to say, to do you it. have one for husbands? A husband training video? Uh,
1: oh, Of I, course, of course. I would say that some of us are simply beyond help, Todd. And I'm not speaking for you specifically. I'm, I'm
0: speaking <laughs> for myself. That would be. I'm well beyond so, help. <laughs> you, you can speak for me. I'm well beyond help. You can ask my wife that one.
2: <laughs> so, Todd, tell us all about uh, your company and how you are different from other dog trainers, because it tended to be the trendy thing that as soon as someone like Suzanne Milan came along, although I remember the original one of the original, It's kind of like remembering julia child's for cooking sure the, one sure. of the original trainers was barbara woodhouse in england no. and she was known for going walkies which i can do rather well you did, it very, did well. it very well
1: but we don't know the original reference but it sounded
0: good to me I, she was the first one <laughs> that, that had good. a
2: televised show
0: so well, you know what, at what this was, point nobody's reinventing the wheel really i mean caesar came along and what he pretty much did was gave what a lot of people were already doing, but he gave it a voice or gave certain things words and, and kind of brought some notoriety to it. Well, with that notoriety, obviously, came some criticism. You know, the, the biggest criticism being that uh, most people think he's too physical. And if you watch certain shows, you kind of can't argue certain things he teaches. Uh, basically, what I do is employ, if you want to call it the pack method, In training. I don't come in and I don't use any type of force. It's none of that. My background actually started with human behavior. My formal education is in psychology. Um, I've been really intrigued by human behavior since I've been a little kid, and I naturally have kind of asked why when behaviors would present themselves. So it started more in that direction. Um, Several years ago, I got a really difficult dog of my own, and in a attempt to find help i found a guy who actually had a large pack of dogs and taught uh, dog psychology in his pack and he rehabilitated you know very difficult cases the tough cases of aggression and fear and, and and whatnot and i spent about 45 days with him in his pack and it was a pretty extreme trial by fire i mean i couldn't speak for 10 days his whole goal was to teach me how to think like a dog And his whole point is that most of what's happening with people and their dogs is a miscommunication. You know, if you can't speak, but you have to ask for something, it becomes very challenging. And what you then realize is that all the communication is coming more through the form of energy and body language, and you kind of then get pushed into this way of looking at dogs and people as reading them, not training them. And then you create a system to help people understand their dog, And then you help them guide and teach their dog through everyday problems. You really only see the same handful of problems. And coincidentally, you also see those problems parallel very consistent human behavior. So, you know, when you see a dog with aggression, so often you'll see a very similar pattern in the human that you do in that dog. And you'll then go to the next house, you'll see that same behavior present itself. And then the human will have that same behavior. So when you start to see the patterns and you start to see the influence we have, you kind of go in, weed it out, and create a less is more approach. Most people overdo it, and their attempt to control their dogs sends so many wrong signals. The dogs kind of sit back, chuckle, and then take over, and anything's possible from there. Um, it's just about being patient and understanding really what's going on so you can make the appropriate decision. It's no different than raising kids. You know, They need discipline and rules, consistency, patience. In a calm energy, and that is kind of what I focus on. I just kind of come in and de-scramble the event, if you will, and I start from there. So I'm different because I focus, I think, more on the human than most, and I'm very aware that energy is the driving force in how we interact and communicate with our dogs, and I'm able to kind of decode it and break it down. I can see emotional problems in people. It's, it's almost creepy day-to-day, but it's helpful for what I do, and I see the same thing in dogs, and then I try to come in and straighten that out.
1: It's it's scary for me to imagine that we ever actually meet in person, Todd, because I fear what you may tell me about the emotional <laughs> problems that you're detecting.
0: Well, that, that it's I'm kind of funny, but yeah, you can do that scan. even over a phone call sometimes. You'll see it in your dog. Can I ask I'll you pick it up thing. in your dog before I'll pick it up in you. Your dog will tell me what's going on with you.
1: Well, tell me what's going on. Hey, Todd, what? listen, let me ask you something. Sure. What would be, because we all have talked about, well, Annie and I have talked about it, I'm sure you've talked about it, there's an incredible amount of stress in people's lives right now, and we are talking about the host of concerns that can be extrapolated down to finance, yeah. financial concerns. Sure. What would you say that today is the most prevalent behavior among the owners that you're seeing manifest itself in the dog's behavior?
0: Uh, that's a real, that's a really really good question. I would say the most prevalent behavior that causes the greatest amount of behavioral instability in dogs is anxiousness, anxiety conditions, which mm-hmm. kind of goes back to what you said, stress. And the reason is is that since you know, leaders in the animal world are the epitomes of calm balance, when somebody mm-hmm. becomes anxious, their body is in a sense, it's in a state of fight or flight. Our, our fear mechanism in our brain hasn't changed in over a million years. So when we go in fight or flight, we're still worrying if we're going to get eaten by the lion or if we have to fight it. And when our dogs pick up on that in us, it can send them into the same state. So what you can often see is a dog that is constantly up and down in their life. Well, that is really tied to some of the high-level aggression I deal with. Um, If I walk into a case that's a very, very extreme level of aggression, it's not uncommon that I'm dealing with a very, very anxious, apathetic, and or insecure type of energy in the owner because the dog takes over. And once they take over, they have to fill the void so if you're not filling the void of, you know, running your household correctly, your dog fills it. So the more emotional your issue and anxiety and depression are real powerful, the right. more powerful the problem. I will tell you one of the latest connections I've seen, and there's going to be people that call up with this, fibromyalgia. I have a, a handful of clients that have fibromyalgia, and coincidentally those dogs are suffering from very high levels of aggression. Right. And, and that's what I mean is our dogs are these amazing lie detectors of us and they can read us and they can smell us so when we really plummet with our emotions our dogs are left to go okay what's going on what's going on what do i need to do Is something to happen what's going on and you know once a dog becomes stressed and we don't know how to help balance that back out it usually takes on a mind of its own and animals hate stress they hate confusion
2: see i think you've given us a very good different perspective todd um before we finish off here can you let everybody know how they can find you i know you've got a good website
0: yeah of course uh, you can find me on the internet at oc com. that's dot ecom or you can call me uh, it's 407-913-2750 and i travel um i'll go as far north as palm coast you know over to the west coast tampa i'll even go down south uh I try to make my services available wherever they're needed, and I enjoy what I do, so I'll definitely travel to help people out.
2: And I should let you know, Todd, we are actually nationally syndicated, so you're being heard in Los Angeles, so if someone wants to fly you out there first class, you are not going to say no, right?
0: Absolutely not, and the OC in my uh, website was actually for Orange County. I started my business in Huntington Beach in Southern California. Well, I, I was going to ask
1: it, you know, originally when I heard the OC, I thought, oh, okay, Orange County, but then I heard the 407, I go, oh, Orange County, yeah, Florida.
0: Yeah, I started it out there, I lived in Huntington Beach for a long time, and and I Pack life wasn't available, so OC was added to the, <laughs> the front of it if, if you need Very, to know. Well, so, yeah, my, wife's, started out there. my
1: wife's family lives in Huntington Beach, and she, cha- she trained uh, the last year and a half of her gymnastics career. She actually trained at Scat's gym there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I know exactly prior, where that's uh, at. Yeah, word. prior to the 84 game, she was there for a year and a half.
2: No kidding. Well, there you go, Todd. You see you guys. You got, you got a connection. you, you got, got
1: to it.
0: fly me out there. There you go. They're just like that.
2: Six degrees of separation. (laughs) Todd, thank you so much. You've been a great guest today, and uh, I encourage everybody to go to your website, and it definitely sounds like you've got a different handle on things. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much.
2: Thank you, Todd. Now, here's the thing, Brian. Actually, I know one of the things things Todd was talking about was not necessarily being an alpha dog, but Kent does introduce me to people as alpha bitch. Is that the same thing? Uh, It's very
1: similar. It's very similar, and I'm not even going to go beyond that. But you know, you think I'm, I'm sure he means it in the nicest way.
2: Because he says I only have to. We have a, a dog at home, a little dog Lucy that I think you've met, and she Lucy only in has sky, to with diamonds. With diamonds, and she only has to look across the room, and every dog stops what they're doing. Yeah, Lucy and, definitely uh, runs. I've got it. to tell you a funny story. We have a this German Shepherd Shiloh I just talked about. He's a big dog, and we have another friend's dog. Sherman, who is built like a tank and is oh, a it seems appropriate. and these okay. two young boys were just f- full of their stupidness, right. fighting over a ball, and this little dog went up there took the ball away from them, and walked away with it like, you know what, if you're going to fight over it, neither of you gets it. And, you know, not one of those dogs dare tackle her, so that's why he calls me that. Wow. Very interesting what he was saying about stress. We met a client's dog yesterday, Mm -hmm. and this is just an amazing story. Uh, Very, very nice people. They rescued the dog about five years ago. And, you know, when you usually uh, adopt an animal, they don't give you any background. But in this particular case, once they'd adopted it and they're ready to take it home, they said, we we think, in actual fact, you should probably know where this dog came from. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago in this area there was a guy that went uh, crazy with a machete uh, or, or a sword and he cut oh. his wife's head off
1: and his son. And he
2: killed the son and in the middle son, of the street the day
1: before his child's right. birthday and was in Lake Mary. This mm
2: dog belonged to them
1: oh my god
2: and i think the dog was hiding or something Mm. and eventually got turned in and the poor animal whenever you went up to it would literally carry on the the ground and put its paws over its head i was just trying to think what on earth Mm. did that dog
0: witness can you guys hear me and the stress
2: so you guys um, still hear me yeah
0: i i had a client that did that their dog was in the middle of a murder suicide and it was the exact same situation the dog lost it
2: it, oh it was just a terrible yeah, I don't
0: thing.
1: know if you remember that case, Todd. It was it was brutal, and it was the day before the child's birthday.
2: Yeah,
0: it was terrible. don't. Do you need me for anything? Am I supposed to hang on, or was I was I just recording a, a, a quick clip? I, I'm kind of been thrown oh. into this without a whole lot of um of info. Well,
1: well, you handled it extraordinarily well. You didn't
0: seem at all stressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wasn't point, too stressed. Not too bad. I'm in my At own house. How, how bad could it be, you know? At this point, Todd, we're all going to be dismissed. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, hopefully, uh, I'll get a chance to do this again, and you guys have a good day.
2: Thank
0: you, you so and much. and likewise. All right, so, take care.
2: You are listening to All Paws Pet Talk, and we were just talking about the horrible situation with dogs and stress, and, of course, the dog that had witnessed this terrible murder that this guy did here. I don't think he was an English gentleman because he took out a sword and— Started lopping off heads and things like that. We right. don't tend to do that in England. No, no. I, I think it's a, a foreign.
1: They come out with Tommy tendency. guns in, in, <laughs> We're in, in Lindor- i going to get some calls about know. this,
2: you know. All right, listen. All the latest news and views on pets and all other things furry, thinned, and hooved. You're listening to All Paws Pet Talk. And if you didn't get all of your questions answered today,
3: write in all questions and comments to PetTalk at Live.com. All Paws Pet Talk.
1: Let's Talk Pets. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.